Hello and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. You know, this morning as uh, Christy and I were contemplating what to do this episode on as we were getting steps, you know, one of the things we started talking about was mental exhaustion. And, you know, there seems to be a lot of it right now, you know, uh, particularly when I talk with the some of my co-therapists uh, and stuff like that. Um, we've talked about, you know, just this feeling of being tired. You know, you even take some time off and you're still not feeling recovered. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that. You know, I'm hearing it from my clients. We're hearing it from our friends and family. Just that thing of being tired. And it's not a physical tired. It really is uh, more like a mental thing. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. We've talked to different ones that have said, you know, even if you take, you know, if you're not working the weekend or that, you still, you come back and you still feel as depleted as when you were working. And I think, you know, when we look at it, you know, um, and I'll tell you right now, this is not open for, you know, pro-COVID, not COVID, pro-vaccine, not vaccine. It's not about any of that. What everybody chooses to do, that's theirs. But what this is about is that in the last two years, we have had a shift in how we have to look at things, regardless if what whatever your stance is on it. It's impacting people on a mental level. You know, whether it's kids at school, you know, when I talk to my kids at school, you know, one way or the other, you know, they're okay with that. It's it's that thing of going back and forth and not knowing what's going on, you know, and I know for a lot of people, it's, you know, they, the CDC says this, they say this, people don't know what to do with it. It's, it's like a lot of information. And it seems like it's a lot of up in the air. And when you don't have a plan to follow or, you know, or you, you're unsure about what to do, I think it causes this mental strain and unrest within the body that you know that's why you feel so just drained and i think that's what it is it's not knowing you know where's the end what's the plan what's and i think and i'm talking even on an individual uh you know level that you know what does that mean what does that mean for me do i do this or do i not do this you know well it's impacting people on you know every level from you know, do we do we take a vacation and travel somewhere? There's so much going on as far as travel and, and, you know, even flights being canceled and all of these things. And then you also have whether or not people go to work in a workplace that maybe doesn't align with the way that they feel about the situation. And there's even from people not knowing whether or not kids are going to be in school face-to-face or they're not or and if they are are they going to you know be wearing masks all of these things so it's it's infiltrated every part of our lives it feels like so it it does it can't come such pressure I think well and you know when we and on top of that you know and, and once again whether people you believe COVID exists it doesn't I, that's not the debate here but what I do know is that I have been dealing with a lot of my clients who have lost family members to COVID. Whether you believe it's there or you don't believe, they are at they are now in grief and loss. And I feel like, and, and a lot of them say this to me, it's like I've lost my family member to this um, thing called COVID. And early on, I couldn't, and you know, these are people who, you know, this was with, with the first one. I couldn't be with them. So there's this feeling of not being able to be there. And so that becomes that mental burden. The thing of is, you know, saying to somebody, yeah, my mom died of COVID. Well, there's no such thing. Now minimizes, and now they have this mental piece to it. And so I tell people, be kind. If you don't believe in COVID, but somebody says to you, my family member died of COVID, don't sit there and say there's no such thing. Because now you're saying what they're, what, then this becomes a mystery of what their, their family member died from and all this. And you, it, it adds a burden. Have, show human kindness. Because you can have your opinion. We all have them. But there's a time and there's a place for them. And so I have some of my clients who say, you know what, I've lost these people to this. And then people minimize it. And it's like, I'm trying to deal with my grief and loss over the fact that, you know, this happened to them. And so 
that so then we add that layer on to this mental exhaustion of trying to sort out all of these things you know yeah the fact of the matter is those people are gone and so they're dealing with the loss of that so it shouldn't you know be about you know why this happened or that but um they're dealing with these these pressures and you know we we have a friend who lost oh my god what nine ten of his friends and you know and things like that and so we've got to i think it's that thing of and i know it's due to that mental exhaustion that's i feel like we're having a lack of empathy sometimes and maybe it's because we just don't have the energy for the empathy i don't know but i i i know that you you feel it there's and you know and and on top of that we just have those other everyday things you know divorces even mental exhaustion from having children you know during a time like this uh, there's all of these things because all those other components and aspects of life are still happening with this on top of it so once again let's add another layer to it you know somebody going to college for the first time you know some of my clients who they were so excited for this college experience to be on campus and then they were told no you're going to be off campus you know and i have one client and that was her thing she was so excited because in january they were going to go back well now they're not so we'll talk about that tomorrow because that's to her she wanted to have that stimulation of being with her peers being able to develop friendships things like that which is that college experience and that's not going to happen so that adds to that mental exhaustion because we anticipate and then it gets pulled away and then it's like then it almost becomes like okay well what should i then anticipate because i'm then that fear of well i'm gonna want this and then be pulled away i'm gonna want you know so <clears throat> i think the thing is is through this and what we've talked about is one of the ways i think that we help with that mental exhaustion not only for ourselves but for others is having that compassionate peace having that empathy for people having that compassion for people holding space for people letting them know i am here those things i think also help us because it gives us purpose and it helps us feel like there is forward movement because and we talked about this the other day you know minding your life our home life and stuff like that it's actually really good we don't have a lot of those internal stressors it's the external thing it's the people that we love and care about the things that they're going through that truly impact us because we care about people you know and a lot of times that's what it is in your small nucleus it may be going really 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 well but then it's like you know this family member sick or you know you've had the loss of somebody you know a friend uh, a friend she just lost two or three of her family members and things like that you know and then though on top of that we had the boulder fires now we have these people without homes you know and so all of this kind of stuff is once again we add another layer we add another layer but one of the things i really appreciated you know through you know and and this is where i i i say as human beings and i tell my clients you know when they start getting down in the dumps or my friends or whatever you know and they look at the world and say oh my god this is just crap world right now blah 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 i always remind them no what we see on the news bad stuff sells news people there are for every bad thing there are a hundred good things that people are doing for each other but when we inundate ourselves with what's going on on that news feed and in social media sometimes because social media gets to where they also are perpetuating this negativity let's add another layer let's add another layer we get so immersed in it and it just it feels like it envelops people and I think that one of the ways to combat that is to realize that you don't control other people's actions or that but having the compassion within yourself you know and and understanding for people because all we can do is work from our own place you know we can only um, take care of ourselves and and do the best that we can 
And, and, and that's something I really work on with my clients too, especially when they start, you know, looking at what's going on in the world and they'll say, I say, always remember everything starts in your home. So if you're nourishing and building those things in your home, and we talk about this all the time, what you feed will grow. So if you're feeding in your, in your home, kindness, compassion for others, empathy, all of those things, the importance of, of having gratitude, being grateful for those things that we have, then from your home, you expand to your, maybe your church or your school or your community, and then it goes out. You know, it's that thing of paying it forward, all of those things. It has a ripple effect. Yes. Be that pebble. Because once you're the pebble that's thrown into that thing, you get to be that ripple effect. You get to be a part of that. Because we, we can be a part in both a positive and negative way, and sometimes that's what it is. And we'll often talk about, you know, if we, we find that we're, you know, too in, immersed in all the ne uh, some negativity, with what, whether it's with COVID or, you know, whatever's going on in the world or with our families or friends and that, we help each other to stop each other. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with venting and having a voice and talking things over and that and uh, but understanding that, you know, when you get so wrapped up in that line of thinking, a lot of times it causes you this mental stress and it kind of stays with you. So you really have to work on, I think, um, taking a moment and just realizing that getting away from the negativity that you're seeing online or whatever it is or um, taking a moment away from the conversation about it to uh, give yourself some space and to get yourself in a more positive headspace because that's the only thing that will help you throughout your day because if you stay in that you realize the energy that's inside your gut sometimes it just stays with you and you feel bad about it. I think that that's one of the reasons even within our home after we've had a lot of conversation about something that's highly emotional or those kinds of things we like to sage the house clear it out and just make it you know feel like a more positive space well you know <clears throat> going along those lines you know what you said is you know holding on to that and stuff like that that's also that ripple effect that's that pebble in the water. If I stay stuck there, then everybody I go to, well, I'm going to, that energy is going to be there. And that becomes a topic of conversation often with those people. And then now the next person and the next person. And then it, it, it's just like this snowfall, that pebble in the water. So I think for that mental exhaustion, it really is, how do we shift that? How do we become that ripple effect in a more positive way because I truly do believe that when we take care of ourselves when we when we shift that mental peace in us and we're feeding that positivity we're feeding the stuff you know I have a client and I love this because uh, when I say good morning how are you he goes blessed and I said every day we wake up we are definitely blessed because that's what it is but we forget that because we then wake up, shift right to that negativity. And once again, we're feeding it, not understanding it. But I understand why we're feeding it. We're feeding it because we have mental exhaustion. With that mental exhaustion, it feels like everything is too much work. And part of it, it becomes, I think, sort of that concept of chasing your tail. Because when you stay in that space and you're constantly looking at all the negativity then you you perpetuate that mental exhaustion absolutely and you know one of the things is is and i think we're guilty of it sometimes too I, i'm the first to admit it and it's been you know for mental health people you know and i'm going to give a shout out to mental health people it's been a hard two years it's it, it's always difficult with mental health you know we we really do deal with those dark moments in people's lives and stuff like that you know, and I know that, you know, when I talk with my colleagues and stuff, you know, we have so many more people seeking mental health, you know, and even as a mental health therapist, and I'll do this with Christy, you know, we'll get referrals and I'm there like, can we take them? And she's looking at me like, where would you like me to put them? 
because we're I are always already carry more people than I have slots for because if somebody cancels we will throw people in um, but you know and then as a mental health therapist you feel like am I doing enough you know could I really see two more people could I really see but that's also part of that mental exhaustion it's that thing of trying to to give more than we're capable of giving because once again it's how do I take care of that mental peace but people will do that not you know that's I'm speaking for the mental health piece but I think it's parents teachers you know all of the different businessmen people who own companies everybody it's like you know those those people who think well can I just do a little bit more and can I just do a little bit more until you're spread so thin that once more another layer to that mental exhaustion especially for mental health workers yeah I feel like that they you know you figure that how many people that they see and and help to problem solve issues and that's got to be completely draining and I have some of my colleagues who uh, you know because I usually run 40 uh, clients a week uh, I used to run more than that uh, I'd usually see about what 48 something like that so I see back-to-back -back clients and some of my colleagues are there like that's too much you know so a lot of a lot of them do not do that many hours because of mental exhaustion and so I did I cut back so I only worked four days a week so I still have three days to recover kind of thing and uh, you know that is just about you know being able to reset and do all of those kind of things and it's difficult because that's <clears throat> never been something that's in the forefront here especially in in our country, you know, like other countries, they'll take time off. And when they take time off, it's a good amount of time away from the job. You have some time to really recover in that. And we've talked about that, like you say, even with some of your colleagues, how that uh, a lot of times here in the U.S., you take off a week at a time at the most, and then you're back to it and, and feel like that everything is backed up and you've got extra to do just to catch up. And we've talked about that with some of the other people saying you know if i take off two weeks by that second week then i'm actually really in the relaxation part of it because it took that first week just to even wind down and we were having this conversation with kathy g yesterday because yeah. sylvia is one of our uh, friends and co-workers and uh, co-therapists and she's from germany and yeah she was talking about how in germany you know they take longer chunks of time off and you know for me in my career i've taken a week off at a time and you're right you kind of you kind of feel like at the end you're just trying to settle and then it's time to go back and so when we took the two and a half weeks off to go to europe that was so weird for me because there's almost a mental piece that fights it like okay wait a minute you know it's been a week got to get back to work you know all that kind of, in in so kathy g and i were talking about that too and same thing with her because you have to shift that mentality so she took more time off when she went to was australia or australia or peru i'm not sure anyway she took more time off and she said the same thing it was kind of like this thing of we're so conditioned to take a week off and come back and do that you know and all and and, and she realized at that time with that particular vacation that she had that week off and then the second week and then it was kind of a reset and so that's the thing you know in in for people it's not vacation some people it might be you know what I just need you know three days out in the mountains you know hiking fishing what, whatever that is one of my clients I can just go spend a month in the mountains and I'd be fine <laughs> and and whatever that is but each person to help with that mental exhaustion have got to find an outlet a constructive outlet for some people maybe you're not able to take days at a time to get away but there's a lot of people I know that I've talked to that you know they enjoy reading or something like that and haven't been able to do it in forever you gotta make that time to be able to to take your head out of all the other stuff that's happening and do those kind of things because it really does help rejuvenate you I agree I think that we have to switch our thinking uh, in order to not have that mental exhaustion. You know, we have to understand that the time that we have is valuable and to do something valuable with that time. And in general, I think that the landscape of, of how we 
see things as changing for sure because even like I think that uh, for a lot of people not taking positions uh, working in some of the conditions that they have that you see that now people are are not accepting some of the same work conditions that there was and so they're hopefully that it, it's a positive movement in some way I, I know it's hard because there's a lot of businesses that are seeking employees and things like that but I think that part of it is that people are just so overcome with the way that things have been and stuck in that way of thinking and now they're not wanting to accept it anymore because they are so drained they want to have that space they need they need something more well, and I think that's true, and I think, you know, one of the big things that they've been talking about, you know, is minimum wage, minimum wage, and, you know, some states have raised it, you know, and some some states are at $15 an hour. I know Colorado moved theirs up to 12 something. I'm not sure what it is. But, you know, one day I went through and I, go calculate that, people. Go calculate somebody who makes $15 an hour if they work 40 hours a week, and I always tell people, you got to remember, take tax out now. See what you're left with. And some people in some areas, you would be hard-pressed to live in Colorado Springs on that amount. Right. Most You'd be barely getting by. A lot of people carry more than one job to make so, ends meet. So, once again, another layer, because then we talk about the financial piece. Yeah. And we talk about people, and, you know, people are there like, I don't want to work in environment. You know, people are, I think, taking a stance on that, too. They're, they're like, I don't want to work in that environment anymore. It's not healthy for me. You know, I don't want to work for that amount of money because now I'm working two or three jobs. And so there's no time for these people to recover. There's no time for them to reset, to rejuvenate. Because they're working to cover bills. There is not money left over. And because there's no money left over, they're, they're hard-pressed. And, and, you know, then people go into debt because it's that desire to just do something different for me. But I can't afford it, so then I'll do this in order to afford it. So add another layer. Yeah. So when we look at that mental exhaustion, it's really compounded by so many things. It's compounded by life in general. But I think the last two years have really kind of added multiple layers on top of multiple layers um, to how we see things and and how we do things you know a lot of people now I just if I could work from home and you know when we first started working from home uh, I know for you it was a struggle yeah it was a complete change so it was I had to change my mindset and I, I understand Change in general is, you know, it's just an adjustment for people. So it's been an adjustment either way. When I when when this all first started happening and we went to working from home, I was really bothered by it. I was very <laughs> used to being in the office, used to taking care of things at the front. I Engaging I was used with people. to yeah. I was used to greeting those people and having conversations, and I really enjoyed it and. So to take that piece away, it really worked on me mentally. And now that we've been working at home for all this time, going back into the office has still been, it's been an adjustment and a struggle. So it's been a work in progress with her. I just want y'all to know. <laughs> <laughs> so people that don't, you know, adapt easily, I, you know, I get it. And it's been an adaption for everybody to have to go through all of the, this change. And I think the thing is, too, is that, um, and I'm only in the office like 90, I'm out of the office, I'm sorry, about 85% of the time. Uh, I see only a few in office. But even like this morning, my 11 o'clock's in the office. The weather doesn't look good. I'm going to go online. There's a convenience now that I think people are enjoying, too. But even clients, it took them a hot minute and that's one thing I have to say is that when we first started working from home, I cannot tell you how grateful I am that we were able to do that because I know, you know, people were still having to go out and work and and do all that. And, and then some people couldn't go to work because of circumstance with the whole thing. And um, I'm so grateful that we were able to continue to work, you know, so 
there's that, but I, I still, it was still an adjustment. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, when they looked at essential workers and I think the, uh, the essential workers really, it was that thing of, you know, other people getting time off and, you know, I would hear people say, well, I don't get to be at home and, and not work. Well, you know, it is the careers that we pick. And with that comes responsibility is my thing. You know, uh, I love what I do and I do what I love. And so for me to be able to continue to do that and not have, you know, a delay in that or being told to stop, you know, and that adjustment to working from home and doing the telehealth for me was just a blessing, really. And, you know, I think it looks like, you know, we're going to go more to telehealth. And I think there's a lot of people who really like it because, you know what, I can be in my pajamas and see my therapist. It don't matter. <laughs> you know, I don't have to hire a babysitter because I just put the kids in the other room and I listen. If there's something goes on, I can get up and still take care of it. So those are things to be grateful for. So there's so in all of this. It's how do you find the things, the positives in these things? Well, and I think, you know, we talk a lot about gratitude, but I feel like that, you know, that's what brings you peace of mind is when you can get into that place of gratitude, seeing those things that are working, the pieces that are working, that really helps you, it helps to calm your mind. Well, I agree. And I think too, that I know it's hard when you're, when you're having a lot of situations in your life and, you know, and, and of course, because of the what I do, even in therapy, we're 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 a constant. We're talking about those problems. We're talking about, but the people in therapy are their goal is to move forward. Their goal is to have a better life than they do at this moment, and that should be everybody's goal, to have a better moment the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. But that starts with how do we perceive what's going on around us? Do we perceive that? is our perception that everything in the world is just horrible, you know, completely haywire and all this, or do we look at it and do we say, no, even with all the stuff that's in the mainstream, what are all those other things? And, you know, Christy and I, we like to read a lot on technology and, and what's coming in the future and all of those things. And I'm so, I, I sit there and think, oh my gosh, you know, the, the new eye drops for if you're if you wear reading glasses that though that's going to be coming out and so I think the people who wear glasses and don't have to you know uh, you had your LASIK surgery so now you don't have to so there's technology and so having gratitude for that all of these things you know um, just the the stuff that science is doing med medicine is doing uh, the arts do I mean everything like that there are still positive things happening that you can focus on even within all of the the chaos that's been going on as well just like you were talking about the different things are coming out with the new nasal spray for the Alzheimer's thing I I, I don't you know I hope that that's something that works for people but um, yeah, there's always things that you can look at. And there's even small things. I remember um, it's been some months ago, but I remember going to, uh, it was a fast food kind of place or something. And I remember seeing there was an older lady and she was really, really struggling. And I remember seeing this young guy jump up from the table and go over and help her and was opening the door for her and stuff. And I was like, you know, it really helped me because I was like, oh, man, that's, you know, just a random act of kindness. And it was small, but it was it was big, too. And I think that's what it is. And every once in a while, you know, one of the things I always tell Christy is the, the thing I do love about social media is the talent I get to see that I would not have ever gotten to see. Because I, I love to watch different kinds of artists, dance, uh, performers. I, I love to watch that. And I think to myself, oh my goodness, if we did not have social media, I probably would not get to see these people who are not going to ever be the ones that are, you know, top of the line, whatever, you know. And so there's that. But, and then the flip side of social media, which is another 
layer to that mental exhaustion is even parents. How do I monitor TikTok? Look at the stuff they're teaching them on TikTok. You know, all kinds of stuff like this, you know, how to, or YouTube or, you know, because as a parent, you're still trying to provide your children with the stuff that's going to help their brain develop in a healthy way. And, you know, to discern, you know, should I watch this? Should I not watch this? Those kind of things. So there's another layer because as a parent, you know, when you talk about mental exhaustion, being a parent is mentally exhausting half the time anyway. So then you throw on top of that all these other stuff that you have to monitor and that you have to kind of be aware of, you know, and now with kids being on um, uh, more on social media and stuff like that and not engaging as much with friends, you know, they're making friends. This is a whole new world. And so it is creating another layer well, of trying to navigate. A whole new ball of wax. Because then there's all those challenges and things like that that are emerging from these different things like TikTok and that. And so, yeah, that's a lot to navigate. And it is. And, you know, I mean, I get it if you're doing a TikTok challenge that's, you know, about agility and stuff like that. But, you know, we do know there are some out there that are being very harmful to people. And, and you know, the people who develop these, you know, don't know what's going on in your head, but you know, whatever. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it's very scary. It's scary for parents. And, and once again, just that added layer, uh, to the already stuff that's going on with people and, you know, but what do we do on an individual level? What, you know, and, and those of you sitting here who are going to be sitting here listening to this, take that moment and, and ask yourself, what is it that I do truly for me? And how do, what do, what techniques do I use, if any, to switch when I'm feeling mentally exhausted? And this is a scary thing. I think with this mental exhaustion is it creeps up on you. You really don't know it's there until it is there. I know that's what it was for me. Um, it was, you know, you just, and I think it's because you just go, you go do your job, you go do the thing, you know, you kind of keep, you're on the automatic uh, pilot thing where you're just doing, doing, doing. And then for some reason, at some moment, something shifts. I don't know if you pause or what it is. And it's like, oh my God, I'm tired. <laughs> it really seems like it all builds um it's it's like you say it's sort of on the backside you're not even really realizing it but you're accumulating all this stuff in the back of your mind i've i've realized that there's there's times where that um i i feel like in the daytime i stay you know in a pretty positive place or whatever but there are times where i have woken up in in the night or something like that and I realize that my maybe my dreams have been impacted or something because I wake up with sort of a uh, a feel of unease or unrest or something like that so I think that's that stuff that's staying in there in your mind that you're not even consciously aware of all the time I think that's a really good point you know sometimes it uh, manifests that way sometimes we don't realize that we're snapping more at the people that we love or that we're irritated easier, or we're shutting down more, you know. And oftentimes, it's until those people finally say to you, uh, you do know you've been a little bit more snippy with me. Yeah, you know. <laughs> sometimes you get irritable and don't even really realize it, but you're you're being more irritable on a on a regular, and yeah, people and then, are noticing. <laughs> and I think the big thing is, is that, you know, and we're, I, I, we work on this with each other is if I'm being more irritable or she is, we address that because, you know, if she says something like that or she says, well, I know she's been more quiet. And then it's like, I'm there. I'll start thinking, well, hmm, I, yeah, I guess I have been what's going on. And once again, it's that residual stuff that's kind of, I think just sits, you know, in the wings and we don't see it and we're not doing it on a conscious level, but that's infiltrating our brain. We're hearing it. You know, I tell people, what you read, what you see, all of those things. It's kind of like if you watch a, a comedy, you know, you walk away and you're still happy. You watch a drama and there's it's a sad ending and you walk away with that residual feeling. So it's no different. 
we what those messages that we're hearing stay in our brain and then they play out you know we just don't realize how they play out that's why i say if you stay you know uh in the conversation about all the drama that you're seeing play out or stuff like that it's like that energy makes an imprint on you like you said about walking away from the movie you can either walk away from it feeling really good or you walk away from it feeling like yuck you know, and I feel like that that happens with conversations or it happens if you stay caught up and just, you know, you're watching nothing but negative on news or whatever it is. It stays with you. Mm -hmm. You know, and I encourage some of the families I work with to do gratitude statements with the whole family. You know, and it, uh, and it's so funny, like I said, because my one family, the little girl, any little thing, it's all I'm grateful like, you know whatever it is whether it's a penny or the weather's good um it shifts that focus and you know it takes the same amount of energy people it takes the same amount of energy to shift from one to the other people think well it's so much harder to be happy in that it's not you just don't realize how much energy you've put into this other place this darker place, this this place that is ha full of shadows and that versus the place where there's more light and whatever coming in, you it's energy, it's time. It, my when I sit and I think and I think and I think that is time. If I'm talking and talking and talking about the inner, the negative stuff, that is I am feeding that. I am putting time into it. I could have just as easily, easily spent five minutes talking to you about the wonderful time we had or the wonderful time we're going to have or the fact that the sun is shining same amount of energy but you look at what is the outcome of those two sources you know if i continue to feed that negativity if i continue to feed the fact that everything's changing i have no control you know all of those things or it's somebody else's problem and you make it yours, that's a big thing. That's another layer. That's a huge layer. When people take on somebody else's crisis as their own. And I think that's what it is. You know, people talk to me, you know, and once again, I don't, this isn't political. This is nothing. Everybody has their opinion. Don't, that's not what this is about. But when people go out and say, well, you know, I wear a mask and people say stuff to me. You know what, people? Somebody wears a mask, doesn't wear a mask. We don't need, once again, those are opinions we don't need to be sharing. My thing is, is if you have an opinion, share it, put it out there, let people think about it. Maybe it'll help, maybe it won't. And then you're done. But it's when we continuously have this message as being thrown at us, that adds to that layer. And particularly if it's people that you love and there's a disagreement in your belief system, your political thing, your work ethic, it doesn't matter what it is, parenting. Your handling of your everyday life. Yes. Everybody has an opinion about us. That is their truth. Let them have their truth. Do not make it yours. When you make somebody else's truth yours, there is always an incongruency in you. And that is what creates issues. Because you're trying to match it up to something that it doesn't match up to. And I think we've seen that in this age of COVID. People are very divided, whatever. And once again, whatever your belief system is, why, if you follow the science, belief, the stars don't care. The point is, is that have your opinion, but when we're not respectful of others, another layer. Because people often feel they have to defend their, their, their belief or their thing. You don't have to. People get exhausted over these debates, and I see it. Yeah. Um, they're like, why are y'all debating with your family member about this? Agree to disagree. Move on. Make happy thoughts. Uh, uh, happy memories because that I have control over I'm not going to change somebody unless that person is open to change in people when they are stuck in their beliefs or in whatever that is 
they're not as open to change. So it becomes this battle, and I've seen it. I have families who are divided because of this situation with COVID. Agree to disagree. Be okay with it. We do not have to have the same political beliefs, the same religious beliefs, the same gender beliefs, who we love beliefs, all of those things. We don't have to have them. But to be respectful of other people will help take a layer off. Because then I'm not sitting there thinking, oh my God, I got to get on Facebook and I got to post about anti-vaccine, pro-vaccine, this, that, you know, you know. Those are all things. Pro sports, that, not pro. It could be anything. It doesn't matter. Those are all things that are out of your control. And it, it only causes you that mental exhaustion and unrest to think that you can, to think that you need to get on, you know, like you say, on whether it be on social media, what, wherever you're doing it, and, and defend your ideas about things. It, like I said, you don't control others. You can only do what you can do. And particularly in those instances when it becomes, you know, with people that you, you care about and respect and all of that, once again, it takes the same amount of time and the same amount of energy to shift the focus to something that you guys had in common prior to any of these things. These are belief systems or whatever. But your relationship prior to that, remember why it mattered. But we continue to, once again, so we have this other layer. So now people are losing people that they really love and care about over these things, these ideas. And once again, the beauty of relationships and everything is the sharing of ideas not that we have to convert to something else, but maybe it adds a little bit of flavor to our life, whatever it is. Not everything is intrinsically bad and not everything is intrinsically good. There's always these little gray areas in between that, you know, we try to figure out. But once we're able to shift our thinking and it all starts to be, to, to help with this mental exhaustion we have got to start with the thought. How do I shift my thinking? Because my sh when I shift my thinking, it shifts my feeling, which then has the potential to shift my behavior. How do we talk to people and be respectful? Show compassion, empathy. Extend that helping hand. All of those things. What how do I be responsible for my own mental exhaustion? Because I'm the one who got me there because I took on all these layers, half of them, three quarters of them aren't even mine. More than that's probably not even mine, but I brought it on. How do I become responsible for that? And then once I realize that I'm responsible for that, I know I can be responsible for changing it. But if I'm blaming others for my mental exhaustion, then it's always external to me and I'm not gonna do anything to change it. It's taking accountability and responsibility for where I am right now. And saying to myself, am I okay with where I'm at? Because if you are, then stay. That's okay too. But if you're not, then ask yourself, where do I want to be? Do I like the way this feels? If the answer is no, then what can I do? What do I have the power to change? And the thing that you have the power to change is how you're viewing things, how you're viewing people, relationships. What you have the power to change is yourself, nobody else. Exactly. But when we change ourselves, when we change the way we think, it's the pebble in the water. That ripple effect starts. Energy is contagious, not just negative energy, but we always, always thought that was kind of interesting, you know, uh, when you hear all that, you know, being in schools and stuff of, or parents, well, Christy's hanging out with that Sharon and you know, she's a bad influence. So she's going to be just like her or she can do just those things. But yet Christy could have five friends who are positive, but nobody sits there and says, well, Christy's going to be positive like those five other friends. 
we have a weird way of thinking about things. Well, we have a tendency to go to the negative space for whatever reason. Yes. Like somehow that has more power. But I'm going to tell you right now, the thing that is more powerful is the positivity. It's that positive energy that we have. It impacts more people. It impacts us on a much deeper level. It is our power. It's like I was uh, just telling you yesterday that about a saying that I grew up with about um, uh, expect uh, the worst but hope for the best. Well, what happens though if we change our mind and expect the best and hope for the best? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that that has power in it too. Oh, I tell people, you know, people fight over semantics more than anything. It's because words have power. Words have power, people. There are words that you grew up with that hold an emotional thing. That's why there's an emotion attached to the word. And so we will fight about those words. I mean, ooh, lordy. You know, the Hatfields and the McCoys, that's what it's kind of become. That's a little free some y'all. But uh, <laughs> but that's what it is. But if you always go through life always waiting for the other shoe to drop, I think that you, you just feel so overwhelmed sometimes by that feeling. You know, it's really interesting. It was, it was really sad to hear uh, that Betty White passed away. Uh, we are huge Golden Girl fans. Um, and at the office were the Golden Girls. Each one of us is a character. Uh, and so and have been that for, I don't know, several years now. Uh, but you know what was interesting is, you know, when they talk with Betty White, and if you get a chance to, to listen to some of her philosophies, you know, about her longevity, she chose to be happy. She chose to not dwell on those things that were negative. She... She was, she did it. There was a consciousness to it. She did things with intention. And that's what it's about to do things with intention. Because we can talk about things, but if we, you know, talking about something brings it into our awareness. But once we have something into our, in our awareness, then it's what do we do with intention? And I always teach my clients speak with intention and listen with intention. When I speak with intention, my message is clear. When I listen with intention, I'm truly hearing the message. The same thing is true when we're talking about this. Fill with intention. Think about with intention, what is it I want to do that is more positive for me in this moment? What do I do? Do it with intention. I'm going to be kind to five people today. I'm going to say hello to five people today. That's an intention. I'm going to do this with intention. Whatever that is. And those layers of that mental exhaustion are going to start to go away. But they will not go away if you do nothing. We have to be proactive with our who we are our individual selves. And then when we have those relationships that help that, then that's an amazing thing. We always talk about holding space for other people, which is really important. But we have to do it for ourselves as well. Exactly. So if you walk away with anything today, the hope is, is that mental exhaustion is there. A majority of people are feeling it, but we have some power to change it by changing our thought, by putting out those intentions of the things that we really want. Doing nothing will result with no change or more of the same. Having power, and our power is in taking care of us as an individual, and then the pebble, it's going to go to other people. We're going to expand that energy, that positivity. And this isn't Pollyanna stuff. I'm talking simple things. Once again, intention. I'm going to talk and say hello to five people today. Or even give a smile. 
yeah, it's harder to do with the mask today, but yeah, it's it, there's there's those things doing be doing things with intention because we have to start taking away these layers. Also, thinking to yourself, what is it that I could do that would help me to feel better? Not what other people think. What is it for me? If it's read a book, then take that time to read a book. If it's paint, dance, diamond travel, art. diamond art, <laughs> Sandra. <coughs> yes, whatever that is, make you a priority so we can help diminish some of this mental exhaustion. Talking with people. Let people know that you have mental exhaustion so they can hold space, too, for you. And, and agreeing to disagree, like you said. I yes. Mean, understanding your, your views are not going to be the same as everyone else's. And that's okay. But I tell people the easiest thing we do is love. But we try to make it out that it's somehow the hardest thing, but it is. I always tell people the easiest thing that I do in my life if I would call it a job, is to love Christy. It's the easiest thing that I do. And it's the most fulfilling thing that I get. So keep that in mind when you're doing these things. Loving people is easy. And then showing them. Because sometimes even showing people that you love them will help fill that cup up. And I'm talking about healthy. When I talk about loving someone, I talk about healthy. That's a whole different thing if you go there. Well, I'm doing everything. No, that's not it. It's truly being at that place, showing kindness to others. Shifting your focus to what does fulfill you so that yes. you can, you know, give to others in, in a way that is helpful and not um, yes. judging or condemning or that. And also, I think another big thing is shutting off all those opinions. Stop trying to take on something that you're... Stop trying to take on other people's issues. We can feel sad for somebody because of their what they're going through, but it is not our sadness. It's having empathy for them. It's feeling bad for them, but also understanding that that is something that they work through. We can hold space. We can do that, but it is not ours. So I hope this has been helpful. I know Christy does too. Yeah. You know, and... You know, once again, take that time to just show kindness. The easiest thing we do is love. Take time for each other. But more importantly, take time for yourself. Help with that mental exhaustion. Change the thought. Change the process you're doing right now to get a different result. And we look forward to next, next week. Time. Okay, sounds good. Um, hope you guys all have a, a good week and happy new year to everybody um let's hope you know this is a great year for people uh we'll talk with you soon Thanks. bye bye